Well, good afternoon. This is John and Connie Cooter with Celebrating Small Family Businesses, and we are celebrating today Kaylee and Haley Dirk. Well, that's my left and my right. I think it's going to show up the same way, but I know it's Haley it has her summer. hair pulled back and Haley has her hair down. No, other way around. Sorry. I'm going to, well, see, that's what happens with twins right away. I already did it. You already, you already missed. <laughs> the secret's out. You guys are twin sisters. Yes. We're identical, we're identical twin sisters. We are a family of entrepreneurs. Pretty much all of us aunts, uncles, grandparents, all of us have owned our own business at one point or the other. And I think a lot of it has to do with one not wanting to be in some corporate ladder nonsense, but also we love to help people. And we found that the best way to help people is by creating a business, filling a need. We do that fairly well. Did anybody what, through the corporate ladder to experience that and pull the ripcord or... Was it just oh, an My mom is, is our corporate person. She helps us run a couple of businesses and she has a lot of like little side projects that she works on, but she, she's done everything from a director of IT to being like the person who registered patients at hospitals. So she, she's done that whole like corporate ladder. She got her um, bachelor's degree just so she could move up and get some better jobs, better paying jobs. So she has done that. And then our dad, he he never really went into like a management position, but he definitely, he's kind of like our worker bee. And so he's really, really good at being a worker bee. And, but he's that consistency that you need in business for the workhorse. He is 100% our workhorse. He is, has this unbelievable work ethic like i've never met anybody like him mm -hmm. he literally works until he cannot go anymore like three hours of sleep back up the next day he yeah he is definitely and now he's in his 50s and he's like i'm not 26 anymore and he makes this jokes all the time but he can still he can outlast this 26 year old all day long mm -hmm. he is he goes to his corporate job and Ray works for um, a security company and he works anywhere between 40 to 60 hours a week. And then he goes and supports our other small family business with his son and myself where they do custom car audio. And he works there from anywhere from six to midnight um, every day and then works every Saturday and Sunday. Wow. So he's setting quite yeah. an example. He, yes, he has definitely given us like suck it up buttercup mentality of like, you get out there, you get your job done and you go home at the end of the day, but you still, you, you give it everything you got every day. Yeah. Crazy one. I tell him all the time. I was like, you know, there's this thing called work-life balance. And he's like, yeah, but there's more work to do. And I was like, all right, dad. All right. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So you guys have each got your own specialty. Why don't you take turns telling me, telling us a little bit about what you do in your solo piece of it. So it, it's interesting because there is so much creative, like creativeness in both, in, in any business, you have to be creative and you have to be business oriented in some capacity. And I figured out when I was in my master's program that both my grandmother and my great grandmother one on either side were bookkeepers. 
And I thought that was really interesting because I was like, I was in healthcare and I was really stuck and I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know what that was. And then my cousin happened to be the number three reseller of QuickBooks in the world. And so he turned me onto their training platform and I got certified and then I fell in love. I fell in love with being able to help people. I'd already seen so many of my family businesses be built. They had really strong processes. And so people look at me all the time and they go, how are you a business consultant at 26 years old? It was like, I had a whole lot of examples of what not to do, what to do, what really helped, what saved their businesses. And so my brand is Evergrow, Evergrow Consulting. And I like businesses to be ever growing. And so that's kind of my thing. And then my thing is she talks about creativeness with businesses and you have to have a creative side. So I compliment hers with doing business branding. So mine is one city photography where I specialize in making your brand tell the story. And so whether it's from your headshots to your logos to your other things, I help create that story and create your ever-growing business. So are you responsible for the branding of all of your family businesses, other? Pretty much. She does. She does everything from the, our logo designs. Like she helped me design my logo. She helped me design like I'm business of the month at a bank this, this month. She helped me design all of my marketing materials for it. Even down to our social media posts, she'll help us post everything that we need. She'll take our headshots. My dad and brother got into a magazine. She was sponsored in the magazine as the photographer. It came out really super cute, actually. So she she definitely takes it like all the things that we do well, she captures it and captures it well and then brands us to to speak to our target audience. Excellent. Great teamwork. Wow. So Kaylee, we, we know kind of how Haley got into it, but how did you find this niche? So I went to school for graphic design straight out of high school. Okay. I had previously fallen in love with photography and just always had a knack for it. And I always had a camera in my hand since I was probably 12 years old. And then I had a coworker who was doing second shooting and I was really interested in shooting full time and learning about a business culture and again, how to help people and capture memories and because the memory is, you know, worth a picture is worth a thousand words, but what does that memory say? And so that's kind of where I came into it was capturing people's events and things like that. But then I was like, with my brother's company and my sister's company and my aunt's company, I learned very quickly that there's a whole lot of photographers out there ready to capture your firstborn, but there ain't a whole lot of photographers out there ready to capture your business and create you a story that you are like-minded and that will bring in your ideal client. And it's sent to marketers out there, but the marketers don't do the individualized branding of yourself to present to somebody else. Because a small business is oftentimes just the person who owns it. It's not a big, huge team. It's usually, you know, a husband and wife like you all. And, and you might have a couple other people on your team and that usually you get 10 employees maybe. And that's why we all fall in love with them. And so I kind of found my way to businesses and have been loving being able to support them ever since. Wow. Very cool. I, 
as you're talking about um, the, the capturing the, the, the story and I'm thinking about Google business page and the fact that there's room for continuous updates uh, you know, to, to keep that fresh and to keep Google showing your business. Do you do some of that as well? I do. I encourage people. So I'll go kind of through their analytics with them and then I'll give them advice on how to update that. So whether it's, I go through all of their social medias. So when I do a consultation with somebody, I look at their logo, their Google My Business, the back end of their social medias like Facebook and Instagram, even if they do Pinterest or Nextdoor or some of the other less popular, but um, still out there marketing ways or you know communication ways. There's some sort of social media. I look at all of that and I give tips on each one um, based on my experience with each one. And I hope that I can get more calls in for you guys and for each client. And I give them advice on what analytics are showing and seeing how they can improve. And then if I can't personally help them, I find them uh, like a website designer or somebody who can help with their SEO and things on the back. Nice. Well, way more than just photography, I'm hearing. Way, way you look Yeah. So you get the photography part of it, which is the piece that like I, I love. She did she's really great about it. But there's there's a fundamental business advice. So when I talk about businesses in general, I, I talk about who you want to connect with. So like you and I, we're a B2B. We're business to business oriented. Mm -hmm. Our our ideal client is a business owner. We don't want the Joe Schmo on the street that has a family that that we really want to talk about a budget. We want to talk about mindset. We want to talk about mindfulness. We want to talk about what's stopping you from getting to that next level. What's been the thing that's like that's hurting you all this time and you don't know how to get past it, right? That's what the consulting side does it. That's what the coaching side, the business development side does to it. And so when you can team up with people like us and people like you guys, where we kind of get you out of your own way, well, they're like, well, I hated pictures. That's the biggest comment I get for photography and for branding is that I hate being in front of the camera. And I said, that's, is, is that you? Yep. See? And, yeah. and, it's, and it's one of the worst comments I get. But here's the reality. Your brand is yourself, especially when you become the business. A business is part of your identity. The business will be that thing that builds your generational wealth that you will pass on to your children. It is your legacy that is left behind. Otherwise, you wouldn't have started it in the first place. And, and, and in that sense, take the picture. Be the brand. Be the identity. Be the reason why people want to come into the room and talk to you. And when we talk about RGA, we talk about the, the CUDA Consulting Group. We talk about how Connie and John comes into a room and they light up the space. Because you guys are the brand. You guys help people. You are, are easy to identify. And so one of the things that I love about you guys coming and joining us on a regular basis is you are so memorable. We, we definitely don't ever forget you. Nope. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. And, and I, yeah, I, I love that you just said that because one of the things in, in our education about marketing and, and what we listen for and watch for 
you know, when I, I just heard somebody yesterday say they were, we were doing introductions around the room and one person is in the financial advisory space and there were three or four others in the room. And this person said, what makes me different is that I really care. And I thought, oh dear. Lady, we need to help you with that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's a lot of branding there that could use some help. We don't even do that. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, forget what that sort of says about the other people, you know, implies about the other people. There was no intention of that. But we we also heard a lady one time as a realtor, she stood up and said, what makes me different is that I'm, I'm a realtor. I'm a member of the National Association of Realtors. That and a hundred bucks a year will get you it that. Makes you different you know? from uh, maybe you know, but, right. well, yeah, like, so it's, it's, so that personal brand that when you're talking, one of my favorite questions is if I was to line you up with 15 of your co- competitors in the same that work in the same industry as you do, what makes you stand out? Right. So for me, for bookkeeping, for me, I don't hand people back a profit and loss sheet. I won't hand it back to you and say, here you go. My response to you is, how do your numbers work? Why are they working? Why are they not working? What's your next goal? Like, I will never just hand you back your books and say, here you go, have a nice day. My response is, how do we make you more profitable? Are you, are you charging enough? Are you, like, are you even up to market? You know how many estheticians I've redone pricing on just because they weren't up to market? Wow. Mm-hmm. And they, they're wow. getting their selling themselves short at 50, 60 bucks an hour when they should be pricing themselves anywhere from $95 to $250 an hour for certain types of of services or facials because those products are expensive. So it's not their time that they're paying for, it's the products and they don't even realize it. And is it because that they don't realize what the market is or or they're, they're afraid to charge market and, and lose customers. They're afraid. So specifically in Lakeland, they're afraid to charge market and lose customers. But I've noticed is that every single one of them have gone to a loyalty program where that if they buy three or more services at a time, they get a, the person gets a certain percentage off, which winds up being back down a little bit higher than their original prices. They still give them that 10, 15 or 20% back in a tip. They're still making the $95 an hour. It's not hurting them one bit. And now they're getting reoccurring services. Mm-hmm. And so they built businesses based on loyalty instead of building businesses based on scarcity. Nice. Nice. Well, getting back to the family part of it, what do you guys love most about working with family? I love that. Uh, I saw a statistic the other day that says when we move out of state, that we see our family a thousand times more in our lifetime, like a thousand, like just a thousand times. That's it. And what I love about working with family is it takes the barrier out of conversating with them. Our lives get busy. We get out of touch. We, we kind of get so busy that we just disconnect. What business makes you do, you don't get an option for it, is it makes you communicate. It makes you conversate it makes you connect with them on a daily basis six seven times a day sometimes depending on what you're working on i mean i call kaylee every day to talk about business yeah and and when we weren't doing businesses we probably talk once a week 
And so what I find is it ups our connectivity. It increases our, our communication. And I love seeing her. Let's be real. Daily, what about you? What do you love most? I want to say that my relationship with my family has always been a strong one, but there are moments where it oftentimes helps us create boundaries and stick to boundaries and learning another person's work type or work ethic. Like I know me and my brother, if we don't have food, it's not a good day. It's not going to be a good day. I know that if we don't get lunch by a certain time and like just knowing things and I guess when you work in the office, you see, you know, your coworkers, you can get used to that. But when you, you have your family there, it's, you know, another person to help take on responsibilities, do the caretaker role for, you know, the whole household kind of thing. But in this work, in case it's the whole work world, you know, and so definitely with communication and just earning relationships that are sometimes tougher in your life anyways. I don't know about you, if you've ever had, you know, a tough moment with your mom or dad and you're like, oh my God, I want to kill you as the child or the parent. And we work through those. And, you know, at the end of the day, we still call each other and it's like, hey, by the way, we had other stuff that happened. And, uh, you know, still do the whole update thing. So I definitely say I get more quality time with all of that. Nice. It sounds like you guys have found some healthy ways to take those challenges and pull appreciation for each other out of them. Ultimately, when you work through them, yes. Understand you see you see the person as more than just that family role. Yes, and that's really nice too because I know if I called my brother right now, one he's going to pick up the phone because he's going to think it's business related and he's going to make money, and two and or two he's going to be like. Well, she's calling. It must be important. <laughs> but before, he would be like, oh, she's just calling to chat and maybe ignore the phone call. Or my dad's kind of the same way. Like, he'd be busy during the day. And now he answers every phone call. And he's like, hey, are you good? Is the business good? Are we good? <laughs> and like, I'll be like, everything's fine. Just call me when you get a second. And then click and hang up. And so it definitely makes for, like, funnier conversations, too. You know, you get the customers and you're like, oh, yeah, that customer came in and, you know, that guy was just sweeter than ice cream and you you got to treat him good when he comes back kind of thing. And so we get to have those kind of relationships with customers and they get to know us as a family and they eat it up. They love it. They love that we're all there together and they really enjoy our, you know, banter back and forth with each other that you maybe wouldn't get in the workplace. Mm-hmm. That's true. You don't. There's yeah. a level of trust there, right? Yeah, I think yeah. they're right. jealous us... too. They think about where they work, and they say, "Man, we actually have a And it makes us human, and it gives them a good reason to connect with us, and it gives them they can identify in their own lives. They think that, man, this family is doing it. They've they beat out the obstacles. They have achieved kind of a work life freedom in the in the sense that. Like when we want to take off a week, we close the businesses for a week and we leave. Granted, are we necessarily working, you know, making money? No. But has it happened where where it works out because the next month is busier than the month prior because we took that break? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's moments where, you know, we can take off to go to doctor's appointment. Not everybody can do that with their work. 
I'm sure you, you guys worked in corporate as well. And you guys, you had children while you worked in corporate, correct? No, no, no. no. Corporate career was at the end of my career short. And mine was at the beginning. So, and hers <laughs> okay. was well, then y'all worked out. Yeah. So, <laughs> oftentimes, like my brother, before he opened Swansea Customs, he had an electrician job where he literally worked like 16 hours a day for somebody else. And so he, he couldn't spend a whole lot of time with his family anyways. And he wasn't making very much money anyways. And he, and he hated it. He, he, he wound up like opening the, the Swan City Customs was a blessing for him because now when the kids have soccer games on Saturdays and Sundays, he goes to every single soccer game. He goes to every single soccer practice. Um, every single graduation it doesn't it doesn't matter if my dad's not able to cover the shop then Kaylee and I will go and cover the shop so it has really been nice to to find this balance not only with our with our businesses but in our in our lives to be able to go and enjoy the moments that are important that should be enjoyed that we probably wouldn't have been able to so, for instance, my grandmother came into town for the weekend. I took the entire weekend off to go spend with her and make sure we went to the beach and make sure we spent time. Because the last time that our grandparents were here were it was the last time. Like, and so it's nice to be able to control that schedule without having to be like, oh, my God, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally second that. You know, I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to be in a family business where I could you know, mm-hmm. take the time off. So. I never missed a, a school program or a, a game or any of that stuff. I was always there. And then your parents were always there too. And I, and I think our kids probably took it for granted. I don't know, but I know she's not there. And, I, and I've seen the other side. I, I worked with, yeah, I did work with people that weren't able to, you know, in that corporate world. And, and like, they had mass time off to take their kid to the doctor or, you know, be, be concerned about the status of their job when something went on, was going on at home, when they needed, really needed you know, that moral support and emotional support. Now they're having to worry about two things instead of one. Mm-hmm. And that's, exactly. that's sad, but that's, that's what I liked about family business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause kids, I'll tell you, and you probably know this yourself. You're close enough to this. You don't remember the times they were there. You remember the times they worked there. Absolutely. And I think like as even as kids, we didn't get to do a lot of extracurricular activities because our parents were working corporate jobs then and our parents didn't get off until six or seven o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. So we actually had a a family friend of ours, a teacher who would um, take us back and forth after school because she lived around the corner from us, which I don't know if that would be allowed nowadays, but we did. We had a teacher who was kind enough to take us to all of our our, uh, TSA and all of our extracurricular FBLA you know, stuff because that's what they did. And, and and that was the only reason why we got to participate until we were much older in high school and we could drive and we were able to go to do theater after school. And then we had after school jobs that we went to and mom just gave us the keys and we went off. We went. Yeah. (laughs) So, but we couldn't do that until we had vehicles and rides for ourselves. Right. And and I'm sure most kids are like that, especially when their parents don't have that ability. But it's mm-hmm. like I have a I have a client of mine and she's she is a 14 year old daughter and she takes off at 1130 every weekday during the summer to take her to gymnastics. And wow. she can do that because she owns her own business. There you go. 
she just walks out that time and takes her. And I think those are hours in our lives that we don't ever get back. That is correct. That's correct. So what's the challenge that you all overcome in your journey? Is, is there As a family or individual? That, yeah, y'all are a little bit different or together and, and individually. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, you know, is there, is there a challenge that, huh. that you overcome that other family owners might relate to that? that the... Sure. I think, I think communication is key. Communication. I think finding a mentor is key. I think finding a business coach is key. Getting out of your own way is super duper important. I think when you come at something from an outside perspective and you're having other people validate somebody else's like opinions and beliefs in a sense of we should run the business this way because this process flow makes more sense. Um, Or um, these are the 10 steps that you need to take to run inventory. Um, I think that that has a lot to do with overcoming specific obstacles in business because what it takes to grow a hundred thousand dollar business is not what it takes to grow a half a million dollar business that is correct so they're getting at the dad and, and trevor really have they they have really grown to the next stage where they need to start tightening up some areas some expertise areas to help them grow to that next level which is one of the things that we've been working on as of lately the family as a family we've all hopped in and right. said okay this this process cannot stay like this it's the inventory in this case this process cannot stay like this how do we fix it yeah what, how what, do we you know correctly do stuff going forward and how do we manage this if we get employees since we're to that stage where we're going to start hiring people who are not family members mm-hmm. and that becomes a difficult you know thing to train somebody else you know and so our thing is, in our family, is it breaks down to communication. I'm not an expert in car audio things. I like to be an expert in car audio things. But there's some days when I just, I'm not going to know something that, you know, my dad who has, you know, 30 plus years experience in it, or my brother who's, you know, got almost 20 years experience in it at this point, because he's been doing it since he was grasshopper. And so there's just moments where, you know, we really got to communicate with one another about a customer or project or, you know, communicate across how to teach somebody else, how to, you know, train another person to be, you know, another you. And I know that I have a twin and like <laughs> that kind of translates to, you know, well, you do have another you. We're a little different. And so I think also taking a step back and not being mad at them because you're their their family and and understanding that everybody's opinion and everybody's thoughts have have space. Mm-hmm. So you can feel a certain way all day long and understand that those feelings and emotions are valid. Mm-hmm. But sit down and say, hey, we can come at this from a solution point instead of a problem point. And so like we have, right, team meetings and we sit down and we ask everybody's opinion on it, especially at the shop. I say, you know, what do you want to do with this? What money do you want to spend? How do you want to, you know, what's my budget for this? Mainly, most people's pain points are over finances. Every time. Somebody's feelings are going to hurt, get hurt, hurt over a dollar or $2 or $250. It's always going to be about money. 
no matter what. And you're always going to feel stress and pressure when you're trying to make a business work when there is limited finances. And you sometimes have to learn to be creative or put the dollars in the right spot. And there's always going to be an argument about that. It doesn't matter how good of communicators you are. It doesn't matter. Somebody's going to get yelled at and stuff. You know. Yeah. Constructive disagreement, I think, is what exactly what it is. And uh, you gotta you gotta make sure that you get, your opinions are your opinions. Mm-hmm. But we all have one, mm-hmm. and it is super important to not get overwhelmed or angry even because there is an opinion. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a path. You will always find the path if it's meant to be. It will work out. I promise. But there are things in this world like inventory where you have to do it a certain way. You're getting troubled by. The powers that be, the Department of Revenue, the the sales tax people, the IRS. And so what where I always start is from a place of logic, right? In any business, I put start from a place of logic. Well, while this is costing us money, is it is it the is it legal? How should we be doing it legally, right? Because a lot of people don't understand, even in their state, their their county or their city, what kind of laws there are. So are you required to have a business license in, in, in Pinellas, Polk, Hillsborough? Are you required to have a business li- license in the state of, of or in the city of Lakeland, in the city of Tampa? Checking those basic boxes first and then getting into, okay. Now we have this big thing like inventory and we're not really managing it well. Well, Square creates a barcode system that you can scan a picture item. And as long as you put all the items in and you have a barcode and you type in the price of the inventory and you pull a report once a month, then you're done. It's that simple. And so that sounds like a best practices kind of logic. Best. You start with that. You've got a decision tree that starts with, you know, what's. What's the law? What's legal? Like, what's what are the requirements? And then what are best practices? And then what are we going to do? What are we going to try? Right? Because sometimes well, it, practices don't work in a business and you've got to try yeah. and find out what works and then try something else. Right? I, exactly. And I think the other thing is, is, is finding ways to automate in business that take the decision making out of it. Then you don't have things to argue about because it's automated. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. you say decision making, but I, I know in practice a lot of times it's it's more moods. I, well, mm-hmm. I like doing that today. <laughs> exactly. And so when you automate the process or make it super easy or super simple, then there's no reason to argue or complain or discuss it any further. It's either automatically taken care of, or the process is so simple that it there's no reason why it can't be followed. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, it's fabulous. Anything you wish Pain. to Let's go ahead. Sorry, Taylor. Sorry. Pain points for other things. I'm good with that. Well, do you want to do us? That's, do you no, want us to talk about it individually? Oh, we could go on for hours, and yeah. we, we, but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything uh, about being that you in a family business that you kind of grew up in a family business? So this may not apply, but that you know now that you wish you'd known earlier. Like, is there any discovery that you made? along the way so in our community in lakeland there are not a ton of resources on how to get started what to do where to go who to contact 
what demographics to search, there's not a ton of resources. If we had known now what we like known then what we know now, we wouldn't have struggled so hard. And I think when you and I know Orlando created something and I know Lakewood's working on creating something, find the resource in your community. We'll search it out. Find a mentor. Find somebody who's done it before. Because what happens is we spent so many years, literal years, trying to figure out the best way. Like we had, when we first started, and granted I'm a bookkeeper now and it's what I do, we didn't know when taxes were due for our business. We had no idea. And it's another thing is like, you can go to the CPA, but the CPAs half the time only help you so far. And you're like, give me this document and this document, but you don't. You, you don't, don't even know, know what, those, what are. those are. And you're like, or our big thing was tangible taxes with the county. And we had moved locations and we ended up with multiple bill, bills for these tangible taxes based on these multiple properties. But our business had moved. There was no multiple properties. There's only one property. And, and it wound up costing them several thousand dollars to get fixed because we were beyond the time frame and didn't know it. And it so, was just so part of the moving out. was to update the records with the county, the, so the taxing that. authority, so that that didn't yeah. matter. Exactly. Okay. And we we went ahead and we did the update and all that. But because we didn't have the knowledge that we have now and went through that, somehow they created us a second account number instead of a first account number. And we didn't realize this until later on. And it's it was three. a whole math. They had three, no, not not one or two. They had three. Did yeah. You find, was, what wow. resource did you find that, that you could recommend? Is there is there one like SBDC? So it so RGA is a good resource just because it's it does it fills two birds one stone. You have a ton of business owners in RGA that know what they're doing for this particular community. So finding a networking group always is is a great resource. There's, I think, SCORE is national. And so SCORE is a really nice resource because it's typically free in communities. Mm-hmm. Honestly, go to uh, a local church is a good place to start because there are going to be business owners who go to church. I'm going to tag in there. Go to the resources. So if you're opening a business, go to your local, go to your local city's page or town page. So ours is lakeland.gov. And so go to there and they have a business section and they have a business group. They're Lakeland Chamber of Commerce and there's a merge, which is for smaller millennial. It's like their millennial group almost. It's like the, I think 25 to like 45 range is mm-hmm. typically the business owner that's an emerge. They merge. But the other thing is go to the county, whatever county you're in, call. They have a de- business department. And then the state also has business department. Now, if you go there and you get no answers, look for people who are business consultants or who help businesses. Help businesses. So like in my case, I help lots of businesses become a business because they're like, I don't even know what I want to name my company because I know what I want to do, but I don't know what to call it. And I don't know where my story is going. So that's kind of where my photography business comes in place. Like I help them find a name and help them register their LLC, you know, do those things. But also, you know, typically a bookkeeper or a CPA 
oftentimes can help with some of that leading information as well. Okay. Great deal. Cool. Yeah. You guys interact with other family businesses that are outside your family. So I go to a networking group. I go to several networking groups. And one of the things that I found is that a lot of our leaders in our community are actually own businesses. They've been in business owners for a very long time. But I'm also finding that like we we have a security company in one of the networking groups I go to. It's her husband and herself who who are the business owners. They've been doing it for 20 years. Hmm. I find that one of the other leaders who leads it, they're an insurance agent and her husband's a realtor. So like they've been doing family business for a long time. What I do love about going to these networking groups is most small business owners are going to have some sort of family aspect. So whether it's their son, daughter, grandchild helping out or whether it's their sisters and brothers or parents i have found that once you start a family once you start a business your family kind of follows and and that's what we've seen in our case is like every one of us steps in my our parents are divorced and my mom will still go help my my dad and brother run their business like if that's if they needed somebody to go sit in on a saturday she would go do it and and it relates back down to that we are all in small business to build a business to support our families and so most families recognize that and help as much as possible okay great that's that's what i was wondering because i when i was you know it's a different situation maybe but in our business my father was very private about the business and he, he was like don't talk about our business to, to outside the family and so and the family was there was no you know, there was no you know you you guys have talked about having mentors and getting you know fresh eyes and and, and outside ideas and all that and other than the CPA and the lawyer that were trusted, you know, and, and I mean, we were dealing with second generations there and, you know, we had an insurance agent that we've been, I'm, we're now dealing with the second generation of that, been using the same family for insurance for 40 years plus. So um, outside that very close circle, there was nobody to talk to. I was afraid to talk to anybody because I was afraid I was going to reveal so, so I couldn't compare notes with anybody. And I, I, I just, I feel like there is an aspect of family business that can be, if, if the family has that sense of privacy, protecting their privacy, that it can be very isolating. And so, you know, in, in asking about networking, I'm, I'm wondering um, if you run into, you know, people that are experiencing that. I, I, so because I come and I, and I think this is a Kaylee and I thing. So if you sit down with us, you typically tell us your life stories. That's true. And they're wrong. (laughs) People are not shy. I I don't know if it's because we're very disarming. We're we're four foot ten, four foot eleven, dark hair, blue eyes, pale skin. I don't know if it's because I I was told the other day that we look like puppies, but we really are lions. (laughs) So we're very disarming. And and so a lot of times, one, I ask leading questions that will get me to that next answer but most of the time i i can i i went through the starbucks drive-thru like three months ago and this lady told me that her kid was sick and that she was having a rough day and she's like i'm so sorry i haven't told this to anybody all day and i was like it's okay 
It's fine. You you know, I hope your your kid feels better and that you have a better day. And here's an extra tip. And that has just been the story of our whole lives. Like people will and she's giggling. Connie is literally giggling. This happens to Connie. Our our son, our youngest son, teases her all the time because people would tell her their life stories. We're not in line and they're like, Can we hug you? Like they feel this like personal relationship with us. And we're like, Where's that coming? Well, well, and it, it's really interesting because we we are asked all the time if we if they want the twin hug, so it's 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 a thing. They feel like extra loved or something about the twin hug. I don't know. Ooh. Anyways, I've but, never yeah, had twin hug. Let's do that next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. So, but it's really interesting because we'll be standing in the middle of the grocery store, and this dude will be like, oh, "Man, I'm having a bad day." And then they'll start talking to us and we're like, do you want a twin hug? And it will change their whole day because they were like, did you want a hug? And they're like, of course we want a hug. But it's the basic human connection. And I think that's what businesses ultimately do is it connects us together, good, bad, and ugly. And it can really break people apart. But I think that if you can kind of get past some of the arguments and mostly about money, if you can get strong, good financial footing and good financial education and literacy, I think that makes all the difference in the world. I think what people sometimes fail to do in family businesses is they get so private. They don't reach out for help. And, they get, and they get into a predicament where their business is failing and they have no idea how to save it. And now they're because in, and it's too light. And it's, it's too late. And it's too late. And so the, mm-hmm. the other thing is some of that comes with generations, as you both are familiar. Your parents did it totally different than you did, and your kids will do it totally different than you all do. And so our generation, and you know, for Haley and I, we were very much taught to be very open, and we were taught to be very transparent. And that's something that, you know, we were nurtured into is we were always transparent, you know, most time with finances in our household, we were transparent, you know, with conversation and communication in our household, you know, everything from boys to, you know, money and finances to business. And that's how we have businesses and multiple of them at 26 is because we did have so much transparency growing up. And I think Mm -hmm. that generational divide of like you know my parents were maybe a little more secretive with their parents or maybe a little bit more secretive with the you know their businesses and didn't reach out to resources until and one of the things that i think a lot of us are starting to understand is wealthy families talk about money all the time wealthy families talk about money they talk about how they got to their next step they talk about what they're doing, what they're setting up in trust for their kids. They talk about what college they're going to, to go to. They talk about what career they're going to get, all from a very young age. When we talk about when the average family who makes forty to sixty thousand dollars a year, you think they're talking about money? Absolutely not. They're avoiding it because they don't have enough money to cover the bills. So why talk about it? Why bring it up? And, and, and oh, I, you have no expectations of okay. going to college 
and and et cetera, et cetera, and you're on your own. Or okay. or trade school or okay. what what's going to be your career path? Those are not topics of conversation. No. And no. and one of the things that my parents did is that they did for both of us is we talked about career paths early on. So so early on, like that's when we were like oh, no. eleven. We we're like, what are we going to go to? We, I wanted to be a chef when I was 10. Like they bought us cooking supplies. We were 10 years old. They bought us aprons and timers and egg separators and you name it. We were cooking and yeah, all by 10. And then by 15, I wanted to be a CEO of a non-for-profit hospital because my mom worked in the healthcare system and she loved it. And now I'm, and I wanted to be a CEO by the time I was 28. I'm a CEO by the time I was 26. So we a little different field, but it worked out. Yeah. So I think Kaylee's always wanted to be a photographer. We, she's always loved it. We even went to the art Institute to like tour the photography industry and they're, they're like at like 15 or 16. Our mom took us over there and it was really impressive. And my response was photographers don't make any money. I'd looked at the statistics then. And they really, and unless you got into a, sp- a specific field, they didn't make a ton of money. Branding, on the other hand, makes a lot of money. And so it can be a very successful career path. And then if you have a team to build onto, I think every business needs a team, point blank period. That's the other thing is don't have your family do every single thing because if something happens to you in your business or something happens to you outside of your business, the reality is you have to have people trained, skilled in order to take over that business. So whether that's family who's grieving, you have to have other people willing to step in and, and kind of handle things until they get back on their feet. Wow. And so now by not putting all your eggs in one basket, always dependent on those family, finding people who can learn the business, who can train with you while you still pass it down to family members. It doesn't have to be the end-all be-all. Wise words. Very good. So you guys, I'm going to say, where can people contact you? Is evergrowconsulting.com the central point? Or, or I know you've also got Swan City signings and Swan City title office and Swan City <laughs> and Swan City Fest. and Swan yes. City trailer rentals. <laughs> One of those have its own website and separate brand and... Absolutely. So you can contact any of those pretty much at a dot com. So Evergrow Consulting is my business. And you can email me at admin at evergrowconsulting.com. Find me on evergrowconsulting.com. I'm listed on Google. You can always give me a call there. And then Kaylee, her Swan City Photography. (laughs) Oh, it's just letting her go, guys. So Swan City Photography, you can reach me at my first name, assist at Gmail. So it's K-A-L-E-I-G-H, assist, A-S-S-I-S-T, at gmail.com, or call me by my cell phone number at 863-660-6814, or Google me on Google at Swan City Photography. The other businesses are all just like uh, swancitytrailerrentals.com. You can reach out through email or through phone through there. Signings is the same thing. Phone or email through swancitysignings.com or and Swan City title is co.com. Again, phone number, email there, and Swan City Customs, just Google. Yep. Very cool. Well, I'll make sure <laughs> I get all this in the in the show notes for yeah. this episode. And 
I'll, I'll send you I'll send you an email with all of the information That'd be written wonderful. out for you. Thank like you. like let <laughs> let's not make it harder than you needs to be. Let's let's give you the information so you can Perfect. just put it in the in the podcast notes and and call it a day. Cool. Thank you so much. Well, this has been an immense pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for spending this time with us. And uh, we learned so much, not just, you know, about you, but about your business and and how you two work. And it's been fun. So thank you so much for having us. Yes, very inspiring. Thank you. Work hard. We look forward to seeing what you like in in your next steps. Yes. We will we will be growing immensely over the next couple of years. So I my personal goal goal is to be um in every single state in the next three years. I'd like a, a client from every single state. We'll be watching. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.